0: Welcome into another special edition of New Track Record Podcast for Indy 500 Race Week. And joining us now on the podcast, it is Doug Bowles, the president of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Doug, thanks for coming on.
1: Well, thanks for having me on. I'm excited about the weekend.
0: Now, Doug, obviously there are some changes in place uh, compared to when fans were last at the track for the Indy 500 in 2019. What are some of the key things that fans need to know ahead of race weekend?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing, you know, obviously we're not at capacity. So we're normally over 300,000 people here on Indy 500 race day. And this year we're going to be at 135,000 is what uh, we were limited to. So that's going to be different when you come. But I don't want people to think because it's only 135,000 people that they can come later and it'll be easy to get in. So just want to make sure people plan ahead, make sure that they've uh, given themselves enough time to get here. And also when they get here, uh, Marion County, we're in Indianapolis, Marion County still has a mask mandate even for outdoor events like ours. So we are asking people to uh, please bring those masks and uh, wear them when you're not eating or drinking in your seats, so, especially when you're walking around the venue uh, so that we can comply with the Marion County health order that that uh, we are still under here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. But then the other thing, you know, Roger Penske purchased the Speedway about a year ago, and, and there's so much new. New video boards for some folks. The, the plaza as you walk in, gate one is different uh, and nicer. A lot more room on the backside to walk through. Restrooms have been upgraded. I just can't wait for people to see some of the things that Rogers helped us do over the last, uh, over the last year, even when we couldn't have fans.
0: Was there ever a chance of increasing the capacity for Sunday to, say,
1: 50%? You know, it's funny. When we announced 40%, about 10 days later, uh, Marion County, Indianapolis, raised their outdoor capacity to 50%. The challenge for us was that in order to meet the 40% uh, capacity limit and put spacing side to side, not up and down, but side to side between customer groups, um, we had to make some significant changes in commitments. And so um, once we kind of reseated the venue, uh, we we would have had to start all over again to accommodate more people. So we decided that the one thing we were just going to stick with was was that number. And I know it's a little bit of a challenge for some folks who actually gave up some tickets and some other things to get us to that to that level. Um, but we would have had to start from the drawing board again. I don't know that we could have gotten tickets delivered in time if we if we had to do that once once they r- raised to fifty percent, essentially ten days after um, they made the agreement with us at forty percent.
0: Now, this is not the final IndyCar event at the Speedway this year. You have, of course, the doubleheader weekend with NASCAR coming up later on in the summer. Um, Any idea on what uh, protocols will be in place for that event?
1: Not really, but I can tell you, I'm hopeful there's none. (laughs) So, I mean, we'll you know hopefully the the country and the state of Indiana and Indianapolis continue can go in the right direction in terms of. uh, you know the pandemic challenges, and uh, hopefully by August we can welcome people here without masks and uh, uh, in the seats without really any um, disruption or difference than what we had in 2019 and before. So I'm, my fingers are crossed that, that we can get there, but uh, again we just have to monitor where more things go in the country and how things are moving forward. But I'm really optimistic that that the uh, triple header with the Xfinity and Cup cars from NASCAR and the IndyCar uh, guys on the oval um, in August, or excuse me, on the road course in August, is going to be a lot of fun.
0: Now, Gamebridge is back for another year as the presenting sponsor of the Indy 500. Has a title sponsor been entertained uh, for this event?
1: You know, we really have never entertained a title sponsor. It, it, to us, it's always the, Indy, the Indianapolis 500. So, so for us, we've uh, really had to work to find somebody that uh, understands what we're trying to do and actually wants to help elevate the Indy 500 brand. Uh, as well, and so having Cambridge, a local Indiana company uh, owned by a, a, a Hoosier, grew up in Indiana, uh, working with with Dan Towers is his name at Cambridge. It's been a great relationship because he too is trying to not just grow the the Cambridge brand, but he really wants to grow the Indianapolis 500 brand. So the presenting sponsor really fits better. Um, so it, so it is the Indianapolis 500 presented by Cambridge, and and together with Cambridge, I think we've made some significant strides in the way that we're promoting the event.
0: Now let's talk about the race and the field itself. After a very exciting qualifying weekend, you have some old veterans, you have some young guys in the series that are all looking like some strong contenders for the win on Sunday. Is this the deepest field that IMS has had? And you know, you could go back to the the nineties.
1: Yeah, I, I do think this is one of the deepest fields uh, and that we've ever had because I do think you probably get to uh you know twenty five cars that have a legitimate chance of winning. You think about Will Power, former former winner and a Pinsky drivers starting on the last row and you you can't count him out. I mean in fact you almost put him in one of the favorite categories just because of his successes here in driving for Pinsky. So that just tells you how how deep the field is. And we're in this weird transition time where some of the folks that we've been used to over the last few years, the Scott Dixons, the Tony Kanaans, the Elio Nevises, the Sebastian Bordes of the world, are beginning to see that there's this non- young group of uh, IndyCar drivers who now are, are competing to win races on the front row, Colton Herta and Renus VK, both relatively newcomers, and you know a couple years into their career, three years into their career, uh, and they have a legitimate shot of winning. So it's going to be really interesting to watch over the next few years as you know, the top-tier drivers decide to retire or move on, and you've got these young guys that are, that are really starting to show their stuff here. So it's going, to be, it's going to be fun to watch over the next few years.
0: Now, Charlie Kimball had a quote over qualifying weekend talking about how fans are the soul of the Speedway. And with having fans back for qualifying, of course the GP, and then on Sunday, what has it been like for you uh, leading the Speedway and just kind of the, the difference in this year's event compared to last year?
1: Well, last year was terrible not having fans, and Charlie hits it, hit it right, and he knows it from being here last year that when, when you don't have fans, it changes the entire experience. You know, I often say I love the Speedway. I love working here. I love to be at night uh, walking around the Speedway when there's no one here. It's just this magical, powerful place. But when a green flag drops and 33 cars are starting to chase 500 miles and a glass of milk and there's no one in the grandstands, it was just really creepy and depressing in a lot of ways. So Charlie's right. It is the fans that have made this place so special over the years and the traditions that they've created and helped us create. So without fans, it's a challenge. And, you know, Charlie missing the show um he's one of the best uh, ambassadors we have and certainly one of the classiest guys we have and, and handled the challenge of of sunday and, and miss, missing the show um, you know better than i think 99.9 percent of the people can or could have and in fact reached out to me and said if there's anything i can do to help promote the indianapolis 500 let me know so he's a fantastic guy and he's absolutely right fans are the soul of the, of the racetrack
0: is the flyover set for sunday the
1: flyover is set for Sunday. Um, I don't know uh, when we are going to announce it, but yes, we've got a flyover set for Sunday with a little bit of a twist on it. Um, certainly, be some jets. I think it'll be. Uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to. That's one of my favorite moments back home again in Indiana. Uh, the flyover, the military march, all the stuff that leads up to uh, the command to start engines and ultimately the green flag. That uh, you know, 45 minutes leading into uh, the command is the most powerful 45 minutes of the year, without a doubt. And the flyover is a big piece of that.
0: Doug, I know you got to run. Last question. Fans, when they see you at the track, you're always in your blue suit and your running shoes. Uh, what's the story behind that?
1: Well, when they made me president of Speedway, I said, if I'm going to represent this brand, the brand deserves a tie. And so I've always committed to you know, wearing a tie, wearing a suit and a tie as really respect for you know, Carl Fisher, Eddie Rickenbacker, Tony Hallman, Wilbur Shaw, you know all of the folks that have really made the Speedway what it is, and if you look back in our history, they wore a tie. And to me, it's just my way of paying respect to not just the facility and the race, but the race fans who go out of their way every year to show up. And the easiest way for me to do that is to is to put a tie on and, and remind people every time I wear I'm wearing this tie. I, it's really a way to say thank you, and the brand deserves it. So, so that's it. And I do wear um, sort of a, a blend between a, a dress shoe and a tennis shoe. I try it's a dressy tennis shoe, if you will. And I do do an awful lot of miles walking around here, so I need some shoes that keep my feet from falling apart.
0: (laughs) Understandable. Well, Doug, uh, we look forward to being back at the track this weekend, and and good luck, and hopefully it's another excellent event at the Speedway on Sunday.
1: Well, thanks for having me, and I can't wait for the weekend to begin.
0: If you enjoyed this interview, we'd love for you to interact with us. You can find us at NewTrackRecordPodcast.com. While you're there, subscribe to our email list so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us for free on Apple Podcasts like many of you do. And if you follow us on there, do us a favor, give us a five-star rating. And if you're really nice, write a review. You can also find us on Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. Episodes are also at 1380thefan.com and episodes posted on the weekends at WOWO.com. On social media, like us on Facebook. Just search for New Track Record. Our Twitter handle is Podcast, and you can also send us an email, NewTrackRecordPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us for all these special episodes this week. If you missed any of them, be sure to catch our interviews with Sage Karam, Jack Harvey, and Stefan Wilson that were posted earlier this week. I'm Caleb Hatch. Thanks for joining us on another edition of New Track Record Podcast.
1: Podcasts by Federated Media.